Good everyone. Uh, I'd like to call the Little uh, Sodas on the Okay. Here. Jane? Here. Penny Here. 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 We have our two attorneys, we have Dan Garvey, we have Tim Riley, and we also have Patrick, and we have also have me from planning. We have a council president, we have the uh, plan, we also have a board seat, we have Jared Miller, we also have Fred Francis here, and we have Alice from um, our administration from the office. Uh, okay, I think I got everything here. All right, uh, in compliance with all the meeting laws, uh, the city of Chicken is recording this meeting. There's anyone else in the audience in the video on the table to see? If so, please state your name and organization. Okay, all right. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, I'd like to uh, also reference a uh, housekeeping procedure. If anybody has a cell phone that have been silenced, please silence or put your phone in place. Okay. And um, for public input, um, speaking, we voted to three minutes. Please address the chair. Uh, we have no instructions on collective bargaining issues, personnel, or personnel attack. Okay. Uh, I think we're ready to start. Uh, one of the cops will say, not going to be. Uh, taking an item on the border. So go ahead. Well, uh, number six is the and uh, we have a roll call of uh, that, and it's pretty. Lacare? Yes. Machine? Yes. Penny Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. Liberty? Yes. Okay. Okay, now you just need to be watched. Thank you. I'm not going to read it. This is item number six. I'm going to stand up. Oh, this is uh, item number six. Ordinance amendment to chapter 275-66A going below. The new chapter 275-66A is entirely and certain place thereof. The chapter 275-66A going below, section A. Uh, no further business, commercial, or industrial development shall occur on the Granite Road.
Uh, it looks like the intent a planning board recommendation for this minute. Chapter 275 and 768, the three planning board held a public hearing on Thursday, April 6, 2023. The purpose of the hearing was to consider an amendment to chapter Thank you, Councillor, for the opportunity to speak on this. Um, I'd like to start with giving a little bit of context on how the tool of a zoning moratorium, uh, zoning moratorium is intended to function, what its purpose is, and how um, this particular moratorium has functioned over time. Um, Massachusetts zoning, um, the Massachusetts Zoning Enabling Act, which um, gives municipalities the ability to develop zoning ordinances does allow for communities to consider what is termed zoning moratoriums. And they're meant to be temporary pauses in development so that communities can address an emergency situation with new regulations or additional regulations um, in a specified period of time so that the issue can be addressed and that development, development can move forward. Um, based on what the zoning districts in that area that a moratorium may apply to uh, allow. Um, when I look for guidance on these types of regulations, um, I often refer back to um, 
the Massachusetts Land Use and Planning Law Guide, which sets out case law on what the courts have upheld and what they have not. Um, the issue of moratorium is discussed, um, and the reference case is uh, Palura versus Town of Arlington, where the courts upheld a two-year moratorium. Um, in this case, it applied to the construction of apartment buildings in certain districts uh, until Arlington could pass um, particularly new regulations to deal with that type of development. Um, so no opposition from staff perspective to using moratoriums. They are a tool and they are used regularly, um, but the courts have said that it is intended for emergency situations to address a situation and move on. Um, the Burnett Road moratorium here is specific to um, addressing the negative impact of increasing traffic and specifically says until such time the city takes measures to manage traffic in the area. There are two components to that um, from a planning perspective. There's the existing traffic volume, and I think we can all agree that Burnett Road is a major corridor that connects above Bowman Street Key, um, which also provides access to the Mass Pike, which is a state highway system. Um, the second piece is speed and management of that, which I, no secret to anyone in this room is a problem. And so the question is whether or not zoning code is the place to manage traffic, and if this has been successful since 1999. I would argue that because it has been renewed every year, that we have not solved the traffic problem, and therefore land use regulation is not the appropriate way to do this. Um, additionally, the renewal of this ordinance on a yearly basis, um, now going on 24 years, um, has the effect of being permanent, um, which cannot have a permanent ban on development of by right uses in our zoning districts. And so the planning board and staff's opposition to this is not that we're opposed to the use of moratoriums as a tool. Um, we're opposed to it being a permanent ban, which could set the city up for legal action in the future. Um, the map that I passed out for reference, we did this um, with Shelly, our GIS coordinator, a couple of years ago when we had this conversation. Um, there are a total of 460 properties on Memorial Drive. Um, that are either front on Memorial Drive or on a, a connecting street to Memorial Drive, 460. If we delete all of the residentially zoned parcels, we are talking about 42 parcels, which is only 9% of the parcels in the neighborhood. Um, those uh, subject parcels are have a red star on, on the map. Um, the majority of those are already developed or are not developable, one of the largest being the now closed landfill um, off of New Lombard. Um, and as you're all aware, um, we passed a special permit under the moratorium for the uh, proposed Tesla dealership, which was one of the last developed parcels uh, in the neighborhood. So we don't uh, disagree that traffic speed is certainly a problem and it's not unique to Burnett Road, uh, but we would argue that we cannot address traffic speed issues with land use regulation. 
it's primarily an enforcement issue, and then uh, it is a design issue, an engineering issue for how the street is laid out, and therefore how the design of the street controls um, traffic. Um, so if we're really serious about dealing with traffic issues, uh, our efforts and resources would be better spent uh, focusing on enforcement and street design uh, versus adding in this extra questionably legal step for by right uses within the neighborhood. All right, um, thank you very much. What I'd like to do now is um, I'd like to open up public input. I'm not sure anybody's here for public input. Um, so, again, I'm um, for public input. You can hear the music the chair and personal task. Is anyone out in the audience here for public input on the Just check to see. Um, Sean, anybody on Zoom? Okay. All right. Um, I want the counselors speak after, but I want to do the official public first. Okay. So it looks like we have volunteers for public input. So uh, I'm going to take. I think Dan, we still have to take a vote to close public input. If you want to close it first, yes. Okay. Then before we have like counselor, right. counselor, uh, word counselor speak, and then like uh, counselor. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to make a motion to close public input. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll make a motion to close public input. Okay, I'll Thrown 
you know, going into the weeds. So uh, I, I hope the board takes it seriously. It's not to block development. Um, and, uh, you know, like the city planner said it, the city wants to put more effort into, into uh, planning for this street. Uh, maybe the moratorium will be needed in the future. Uh, but the city's done essentially nothing uh, to control traffic and, and, and you know, redesigning the road to make it safer traffic wise. Uh, so until that happens, uh, I recommend uh, this would be approved. Thank you. Okay, all set. All right. Uh, Sorry, sorry, we're going to have council chime in, but we have some. Um, no, and, and it would be helpful to have council weigh on, on this too. So, the, the, the legal concern that we have from the planning world is that the city does have a zoning code. It lays out zoning districts, and within each of those districts, we determine what our by right uses and what our special permit uses. Um, and the legal question that comes in line with requiring a special permit through this moratorium is that by right uses are just that, they're by right. We should not be requiring an extra permit for them because the city's guiding regulation, which is the zoning code, has already determined what the appropriate uses are within the zoning district. So when a by right use is held up, or negotiated. Um, luckily, with Tesla, we had a very, you know, um, collaborative entity that didn't decide to take the hard road. Um, but there should be no question about a by right use. And then the city is relying on its site plan regulations to deal with layouts and other things. Um, when it comes to how much traffic a development may generate. Um, Planning board relies on the city's experts, which is DPW and engineering, to look at those things, determine if we need to do intersection improvements, and then negotiate those items with either the state or the developer themselves, uh, which is somewhat the process that happened with the uh, previous mixed use development at the proposed pilot group. Um, so I don't want the council to feel like there's no control um, if those types of issues arise. I would just caution you. That for by right uses within the zoning code, you should not be negotiated. And I, I just suggest you might want legal counsel on that. Okay, all right, thank you. I am going to ask the legal counsel to probably open up the council so that we can get your perspective as well. Thank you. Um, Dan, could we uh, get some uh, legal perspective on this? Oh, sure, I guess the best thing that you can do is that if the word is challenged in the city of Chicago, we will defend the city and let you challenge. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, Dan. Thank you. Okay. I think there were a couple hands up. Uh, I think the council threw your hands up for story here. Oh, yeah. Through the chair to uh, legal. Yeah. Do you think over the years, uh, you know, somebody would call and look to uh, develop something on uh, Burnett Road and uh, moratorium may have been mentioned? Do you think that was a deterrent for them? To, to maybe not look at Edinburgh Road and go It's certainly possible. Um, I mean, so it's no secret uh, in the development world, time is money. Uh, so developers are generally looking for project sites where they have a streamlined understanding of the permitting process and what they can project from beginning to end. Um, historically, my predecessor, Kate Brown, 
worked really hard with our departments and the council to establish our site plan review process, where instead of developers having to go department by department on their own, we negotiate that to our site plan review advisory committee and bring everyone to one meeting. Um, and so that cut a significant amount of time out of our review process and also created synergies between departments because sometimes what planning is looking for when you're doing is not what engineering is looking for when you're doing. But when we're sitting at the table together, we layer those comments together and often find solutions for additional issues that need to be addressed. Uh, so the fact that we layer on a special permit for a buy right use that would traditionally just be site plan review is time and it would definitely um, have a developer consider an alternative area, uh, whether it's in the city or in another community. I point to a direct project, no, but I can certainly, um, I've worked with enough developers to understand the connection between time and money. Right, and a special permit uh, takes at least three months before it uh, Correct, and, and the special permit through this would just allow them to move forward. So. They haven't invested in development of site plans yet, which would be the next step. And if it's an undeveloped lot, so for example, Tesla, they have to do both preliminary and definitive. So you can assume three months for each of those packages. And in the case of Tesla, if there's any conservation um, adjacency, they may have to also go to the Conservation Commission, which is another two months attacked on at the beginning. Is the planning board likes to wait for the conservation commission to do their piece first? So we're already looking at a, a nine, uh, an eight to nine month process just to do traditional site plan review, and we're adding potentially three months for the special permit process. Thank you. Okay, you all set? Yeah. Okay. Other councilors on the table. Councilor Krampus? Well set, thank you. Okay. Very good. Well set. Well, I thought we were going to have a moment scroll. Questions and ideas. Okay, over. Councilor DeRose, go ahead. We, you know, we constantly hear about traffic all over the city. Now, I remember something that people emphasize that role of the city doing nothing. Well, what would be your solution to Burnett Road in the traffic? Do you want me to be very um, Burnett Road is designed as a highway. Right. And that when you have wide open views and a straight line, that is an increase in speed. So the best solution that we've come up with to control speed would be to think about design interventions that force people to slow down. Um, and what we're looking at in planning, um, and hopefully working with the mayor to bring to the council in the future, is looking at the design interventions that come with complete shoots, um, where we narrow drive aisles and increase pedestrian spaces. Um, and that is, uh, you know, it's where a lot of communities are going. The state supports it. We can get funding through the state uh, to, uh, to uh, create complete streets. Uh, but right now it's a it's a it's a high button. Uh, so it's really a design and engineering solution that we need. If we really want to fix the speeding problem, then we need to redesign the street. Okay, okay thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, you just to redesign that street would it would it I think in the future 
perspective as a planner, does that have to require a land taking? I don't know what the current right of way width is, but just based on the current layout, I don't think we could. I think we could work within what is already owned as public right of way. So there is some type of solution, yeah, possibly in the future. And the design solution, absolutely. That seems to be something people always ask. What are we going to do about the Yeah, I think the council has seen and funded um, temporary um, interventions on front streets with the speed tables and on Chicopee Street. Um, you know, we increase space for pedestrians and bicycles and, and deprioritize the car and give it less space. Those interventions tend to slow traffic speeds. I think we have to admit that the traffic volume is the traffic volume. I mean, it's, there's no disconnecting that street from Ludlow. Uh, we know that it's a, it's a passive uh, but we can certainly better design the street um, to function the way we want it to. So, in your opinion, the moratorium should be abolished? Yeah, yes. I don't think it, I mean, it doesn't achieve the purpose for which we're trying. Um, and I think we would be better spent uh, working with DPW and engineering and talking about a design solution to the street. Okay, thank you. Also, uh, okay. all right, I think very next minute, it's not a cliche. Go ahead. At every meeting, um, there's public input by a certain individual. Who is extremely concerned about traffic and redesigning streets? This is what this particular constituent of mine comes to every meeting, and she's disappointed that we haven't applied for a program going back to 2016 in regards to streets safety and pedestrians and she says it on publicly on the, on tv and she's an engineer and she's articulate and she's not given up as a matter of fact she wants when we do our reviews in regards to zone changes she feels that we should get um information on traffic that it would be uh something that would be informative on our decision making for zone change. So, have we applied for a safe street uh, grant or program that some communities have already bought into? And this goes back, I believe the the, the speaker says 2016. I don't I, I don't know if the other counselors pick up on what Mrs. B Avenue is saying. But basically, that's what she's saying. So if you get part of this program, you can get grant money to redesign streets so that streets become safer. So can you shed some light on that? Because that's something that we hear on a regular basis. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I think there are two programs that I'm familiar with uh, that your constituent may be talking about. Uh, the first, um, there is a program called Safe Routes School. Uh, that's an implementation program that DPW has pursued in the past, and I believe they received maybe two or three awards over a period of time. Don't quote me on that number, but I know that they have applied to that in the past. 
And then there is the state complete students program. Right. Um, we are there is a multi-step process designated as a complete streets community. Um, we have completed step one. Um, we have not moved forward with step two yet uh, because we wish to ensure from a planning perspective that our complete streets policy draft that we bring to the mayor and ultimately to the city council is consistent with our comprehensive plan for the city once it's adopted. Um, so uh, my staff has been working on a draft of a complete streets policy, but do understand that that policy will have to be adopted by the council um, and that it, it impacts how we design and redesign all streets moving forward. So it is a permanent and long-term commitment. Um, and then there's a third phase of the full adoption process. And once you are designated as a complete street community, then you can access the state funds um, that assist with design and implementation. I believe implementation grants per project max out at $500,000. So there's not significant money when you're thinking about full reconstruction of a, a street, but uh, in our case, you know, we would tackle any funding sources that we were eligible for. Um, so I don't want the council to think it's a funding source we haven't gone after. Uh, there's been a strategy and how we approach it, and we want our policy statement to match up with our guiding planning documents. What is your recommendation? Should we proceed with the next two phases of the, the Safe Complete Streets program? Absolutely. Okay, so you're in favor. Uh, there's no reason not to be thinking about complete streets at this point. Um, any state funding that comes to the city for streets require complete streets. Um, we know it's needed in our, our urban centers and our, our uh, retail and commercial districts. Um, cannot deny that um, people are moving around in bikes. I actually saw electric scooters in the city uh, last week. So people are using alternative modes of transportation. You've opened one one significant leg of the, the Connecticut River Walk down in Lansett. Uh, we're aggressively pushing and complete the design to get the, the Chicopee River Walk done. We'd like to see those connected and then them connected into neighborhoods. Um, so, you know, are there pros and cons to making the commitment? Yes, but I think in the long term, it's a benefit to the city. So, how do we encourage the, the continuation of the levels? You said that you've done level one, Lee, yeah. and now we've got to look at level two. So oh, my, uh, my anticipation would be that uh, once we complete the adoption of the comprehensive plan, um, we will work with the mayor on a final draft of the streets policy, which would need to be presented to the city council for adoption. How long would that adoption plan be? Uh, the adoption of the comprehensive plan, uh, the process will begin July 13th. That's when the planning board will receive the, the comprehensive plan. They are planning during at least 30 day public comment period before making any final tweaks to the document and voting to adopt it. Uh, and then I would also hope to work with the mayor to bring the plan to the council for an endorsement. Um, so we were looking probably in the August, September timeframe for the adoption. That's excellent. So you're well on your way and you're yeah. moving forward. Thank you. Well, Senator Rebecca. Thank you. Okay, Councilor. So, yeah, and just so I'll definitely, I guess you could say, is since I've been on the board for years, we've, that was one of the first things we ever talked about was complete. This is something he's been after for a long time. 
um, specific picked the wrong time, and he also puts it into his thought process when he's thinking about things. But we may not be officially as complete things, but it's it's in his theory and thoughts when he's planning things out. Um, but at the end of the day, this moratorium is about speed. It's not about anything but traffic. The residents on Burnett Road don't want to have additional traffic to lengthen their commute time. And, and that's what they've said in all their meetings. And that had his concerns to reach out to me. We were, you know, we're prepared on a lot of stuff. And it just comes down to not wanting to be burdened with extra traffic on the street, lengthen their commute time. It's not about speed, it's just about convenience. So that's something to remember, too. Okay, okay. So like both things could be true, right? It could be about convenience as well as speed. And I, I agree that we do need to solve the design issues. Um, we do need to do something about it. But in the meantime, I'm not um I'm not comfortable with just not voting for this moratorium uh, because then you just leave that area just like free, it's a free-for-all, right? And, we're not protecting them at all from being able to have a say in what goes into the neighborhood when there's already um seat issues, there's already traffic issues. And it's it's no it's no secret to us that we do absolutely want economic development on Burnett Road. Um, and the residents are most of the residents I've spoken to are not against economic development, they just want the right development, the one development that they fit fits into the community and it's not going to cause more traffic issues. And if we're being honest, if we think even about the Tesla conversations, right? If we didn't have this moratorium, we would not have been able to negotiate with Tesla in the way we have we were able to negotiate because they would have had a buy right use and we would not have been able to ask them to decrease the size of their development. Um, and I think it was necessary for us to ask them to decrease and have that conversation with them because the residents were very concerned about that. And we were also concerned about what it would do to the traffic in that area. Um, so I am in favor of um, this moratorium. I do not believe that because it's been uh, enacted for it's been renewed for 24 years that this now makes it permanent. Because if it was permanent, we wouldn't be voting on it tonight. Um, we're voting on it because it's not permanent, and we get to decide whether we want to vote on it every single year. Um, and I'm in favor of it. Thank you. Second time to the chair, Lee. In the process, like planning all those things. We have would we have been able to have any control over that development where it is today? Would we have control Would we have said no? We don't want forty-eight bays. We want twenty. Everything we did in the in the uh, special permit could we have done that through the regular process? The planning board could have had that same negotiation. Um, and I would argue it's questionable whether or not the restrictions that the council placed on that special permit will pull up and affordable. Because the Tesla dealership itself is a by right use. It's not a special permit use. Right. The special permit is only required because it falls within a boundary. But we wouldn't have so if we didn't have a special permit, we couldn't have discouraged them to come up with an alternative. They could have just did what they wanted. We would have had well, the no planning could have had the planning order could have had the same negotiation that you so um, they could have said, "We want half the half the size." Right, and they would. They, they, they will still hear public comment on both the preliminary and the definitive um, plan sets for that project. Right. Just for the record, they actually came up with their restrictions. We never put the They probably would have downsized after the preliminary plan based on the public feedback that we got. I would push back a little bit on the comments uh, about how this would hold up in a court of law. Um, we don't know what would happen in a court of law. That's why the court of law exists. It can happen. Also, I think that we, we should leave that to the attorneys to decide what they think our case would be. And we 
even had to go that far. Um, however, I agree with Councilor Chamber. We didn't come up with the, the final restrictions per se. This is amicable. And although, yes, the planning board could have potentially had their own hearing and come up with restrictions themselves and had that conversation, there's no guarantee to that, right? And so as duly elected officials of the city as councilors, particularly when we have a councilor who represents that specific neighborhood and board and at large councilors who also represent that specific neighborhood and board, I think it's important to have this extra layer of conversation. Um, we, unlike the planning board, are actually, you know, we, we, we are elected by these residents, you know, like they put us in these positions to watch out for their best interests and we answer to them. And so at the end of the day, I, I am completely in favor of this extra added layer um, in this particular area of our of our city. It's not like we're putting, if we were putting a moratorium on all economic development in all of the city, then that to me would be outrageous, right? But there are there's a clear and evident need for this moratorium in this particular area. And you know, I, I've heard the planning director say that there's only a few parcels of land left on this area that are underdeveloped. Well, great, then that means maybe in a few years we won't need this moratorium because we won't have to deal with you know underdeveloped parcels in this land. But in the meantime, while we do, while the residents still have valid concerns, I think it's important for us to keep this moratorium until we fix the road design issues. We cannot take this out. It is a band-aid, it's absolutely a band-aid. This is not a fix, but the band-aid needs to happen because otherwise, I think it's actually more like a tourniquet, right? We've got to stop the bleeding here. Otherwise, if we're gonna bleed out, and this is dire for some residents. Like, you know, the planning director and myself, we don't live in that neighborhood, so we don't have to see every single day what these residents have to see in terms of traffic. We don't have to, we don't have a harder commute because of, of development. But I hear the residents who live there and I hear the concerns about the traffic. I hear the concerns about the safety and the speeding. Um, and because I hear the concerns, I think their concerns are valid. And I think we have a duty to take action in a way that protects their interests because they're the ones who live there. Um, and so I, I push back against this, the fact that this wouldn't hold up in a court of law. I personally think that if we're giving opinions here, that might actually hold up pretty well because they were the ones who suggested these restrictions not even the council. But again, even myself as someone who is an attorney, I wouldn't even make that determination or try to actually take a wild guess on that because I'm not the attorney who would actually be protecting the city. And we heard from our attorney, our city attorney, that no matter what happens, the city attorneys will protect the city and will try their best to argue on behalf of the city. Uh, so I'm comfortable with this more for you. Thank you. Okay, all set. Okay. Um, anybody else for another round? Or I think uh, I think we're reaching a point. Um, we have uh, an interesting perspective on this. Again, this has been going around for quite a few years. It's been just happened last year. It's been going on for a long time. Um, we've got some different perspectives, uh, different opinions. So I, I think. Um, the most of the board, Calvary. So we can take a look at it. So I, I, I think that we have to move this to approve. The motion to deny. All right, the motion is on the floor to approve. So you just have to take a roll call. Okay. All right. Motion first. I already made it. The motion is on the floor to approve. I need to Okay. All right. Um, uh, I'll second it and uh, we'll have a roll call vote. Here. No. Shane? Yes. Kenny Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zimorowski? No. Labrie? No. Okay. So it looks like we have a 
split situation here. Let me, let me have a slide bar with council for a minute. Okay. Hey, Barbara, just before we do but again, it's the council that decides. Okay, talking with council. <laughs> this is going to have to go to for full council about maybe seven votes. So right now it's it's a motion to. So, right, this up is motion to approve. And so it's going to be either we're going to have to either write favorable or unfavorable. So I'm just writing this. But the motion is that the motion is supposed to approve and then it just doesn't pass. So it's still written as a motion to approve. Right. And then it just gets over. Right. Motion to approve, right. And then if you're on the favorable side, so Okay, so the motion is on for to approve this proposal. Three for three in favor against. And so uh, this will go before the uh, full uh, city council on uh, June 20th. All right. Okay, um, I think I'm going to make a recommendation that we go back to the regular order of business because we have some people here. 
So uh, it's not working in that motion. Okay, and uh, I'll second that. Uh, Agnes, please call the roll. Balakere? Yes. Moshane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zabarowski? Yes. Lovely? Yes. Okay. Regular order of business. Okay. Item number one uh, home occupation application at 45 Marion Street for the purpose of doing business in the capacity of growing micro grains and the same to sell at Farmers Market. Applicant for this uh, Jericho Roga, 45 Marion Street, Chippy Mass, 01013. Uh, the applicant here. Okay, sir. Could you please work your way up to the microphone and, and state your name and your address and uh, which proposal it is for uh, the comment page application? My name is Eric Rosa. This is 45 Marion Street, first floor. And um, I want to, I'm applying for a home occupation license. Um, I, want, I want to start a business uh, growing microgreens. I don't know if people over here know what microgreens are, but could you um, just explain a little bit? Microgreens, they're like the adolescent form of uh, uh, vegetables, and they're more nutrition dense than the actual uh, natural version of the vegetable. And um, they are very healthy for you. Um, I can. Um, the way I want to grow them, I have a hallway that I painted with mold resistant um, uh, paint. And I have a wire rack of four shelves with grow lights. So I grow them indoors um, on 10 by 20 trays. And I do only use soil, um, water, and the grow lights with um, non GMO seeds. Um, okay, thank you. Well, quick question. Uh, how long have you been doing this, sir? Have you know this and you've been doing this for a while? Uh, I started on February. Okay, so February of this year? Yes. Okay. And, and how are they coming out? Are you growing for a while? Yes, yes. Um, each, uh, so far, I've grown um, cilantro, radish, uh, uh, peas, um, broccoli, kale, and arugula. <laughs> And one that's uh, it's kind of like it's called popcorn, it's just corn shoots, but like grow with no light, so they're kind of have like a sweet taste to it. Okay. All right, well, that sounds good. We'll get quite a many. Uh, does it look like you have uh, clients also? Yes, yes. Um, I currently sell in uh, Northampton's uh, farmers markets, but I would like to do that in Chicopee as well. Since I live here, um, and I've gotten a couple of people in, in the farmers market who are chefs and uh, people who own organic stores. Um, they give me their business cards and say, as soon as like you're up and running um, officially, just give us a call. So I'm really hoping that this goes well. Okay. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, what I like to do is I just like to read some uh, departmental reports into the record that we have and then uh, it's a big breakfast from me and then we'll open it up. All right, so uh, you can have a seat here. Thank you. Okay, let me take a look and see what we have here. Um, we have uh, some reports, departmental reports, into the record. 
Uh, this is for engineering. It says the no engineering comments. Okay. And then we have something from the planning director. I'll just read this in the record. I'm not the page on license review for 45 Maryland Street. When it comes to the Alkira applicant is requesting a home occupation license. Property zone residential A. Home occupation use in this district may be granted to a special permit by the city council under chapter 275, section 52, subsection D11. Please note this application is not complete. The stamp plans are not received by the planning department prior to submission. Planning cannot determine how the proposed microgreen will occur within a residential structure and refers due to house building and fire. This is from the fire department. Um, need more information slash plans for the microgreen grow operation. Size location in the house lighting as well as called the fire protection system in the house. Why are we on here? Um, this was by building. It says the yard is small. It won't be done inside the home. I think the applicant's reference is going to be doing something inside the home. But let me see. There's also a couple of documents in here. Uh, this is from um, owner resident at 24 Maryland Street. Hello, I am a resident of Chickapoo at 24 Maryland Street. I am unable to participate in the zone meeting on June 7th. But the possible is a very simple written support. The home occupation proposal for Jersey was at 45 Maryland Street. I believe that support of local farming initiatives and small business is one of the main important factors for making Chicken a good place to live. I wholeheartedly support our neighbor of Jericho's proposal. I think it's an excellent use of our property and our street. I wish the best endeavors. I hope the zoning commission will grant the request. Thank you, Stephen. Local owner resident of 24 Maryland Street, Chicken. Something else in here. So I'm just reviewing this. Okay, this is from the property owner Brian to whom I'm only concerned. I am ready to provide consent to my tenant, Jericho Rosa, to operate a business from their rented unit located at 45 Maryland Street, Chippee Mass, Illinois 3. I have reviewed the nature of Jericho's business and have determined that it is not hazardous to the property or to the health and safety of other tenants. Additionally, I've been assured that Jericho will comply with all applicable laws and regulations related to the business. I appreciate your attention to this matter. I look forward to your approval of Jericho's business operations signed by the property manager. looks like paper March 2023. Okay, I think that's all I have in terms of documentation reports in the file. That's it. I think we, uh, I'm just going to ask if there's anything further uh, that you have to plan before I open it up. Sure, just following up on my memo. So we did receive the plans following our submission of this to the council office, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, we received the plans. Um, and then in general, um, 
planning department is very supportive of agricultural project, projects like this. Um, and you know, I would suggest that the council consider just having some sort of inspection with help fire and building well, so they can ensure that the interior space can be used as Right, no, you're right, please. Thank you, Mark. We're just going to make that an invitation from the thank you entirely. Um, okay, um, councilors, um, the councilor plan will actually be on. Okay, or in your search. Okay, councilor table. Any questions? Yeah, um, I think this is great. I'm a big fan of microgreens personally. I get them usually at the farmer's market, especially when we have our farmer's market. There's usually um, uh, a lady who has her microgreens business out of East Longmeadow. So I'm happy to share the wealth with the chickpea business. I wish you luck on your business. Um, and I hope that uh, we do follow the recommendation to have a health building and fire inspection. But as long as everything's clear and you're good to go, congratulations. And I hope it goes well. Okay, I'll set Councilor. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead, Councilor. Thanks. Chairperson uh, Valentin, I support this. And I applaud this family for taking the initiative to do this type of farming that will benefit the city. I'm very happy that Planner um, Pouillot did indicate that he's in favor of it, that he did receive the information he needed. Thank you. Okay, all right, thank you. Um, I'm sorry, um, thank you for the input. Um, also, I'd like to mention um, public input. Does anybody here in the audience uh, regarding public input for 45 Maryland Street? Okay, and Sean, there's nobody on Zoom. All right. Um, well, again, Dan, should we go through just to make sure it's on the record? Sure. Okay. All right, uh, I'll take a vote to close the Okay, I'll second that. Okay. Uh, Agnes, please call the roll. Uh, yes. Machine? Yes. Kenia Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Dimorowski? Yes. Liberty? Yes. Motion to approve the special permit with uh, restrictions, the restrictions being that they must uh, submit a inspection by the health, building, and fire department. Okay, then we'll have uh, just tweak this and then we'll have Yeah, approval by Apple. I help. Yes. Okay. All right. Agnes, do you want to follow the roll, please? Yes. 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 Well, he writes that this goes before the full council at our next council meeting. Um, so this is just the first step. And then you'll also have to get an inspection by the health, fire, and building department um, in order for us to be able to actually approve it. So I would recommend um, calling the health, fire, and building department so you can get those set up. Preferably, you can get those things done prior to the next city council meeting and submit that. Um, let us know. You can just let it be with the council office. Then
Yeah. Thank you, Gary. 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 I get a motion to thank you. Thank you, Gary. 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 Thank you, Thank you, Gary. 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 Thank you, We'll uh, city council uh, Tuesday. Okay, item number two. Uh, home occupation at uh, 413 Small Street for the purpose of doing dog roaming. Okay, there's no one so I can find 
413 East Main Street, Chicken Mass, Illinois. Uh, is the applicant here? Okay, ma'am, could you come up to the microphone, please? And say the name of the address and the phone number, please. Thank you. My name is Marcella Shandani. I live at 413 East Main Street, and I would like to open a balcony in my house. Okay. Before I read some of the comments or reports, have you done this before? Or is Yes, I am a human. I've been living for 14 years. I just feel like it's time to um, start my own thing. Okay. And, and do you own the house? I do own the house. Okay, you own the house. Okay. So, so you didn't have experience and you're not because of the Okay. All right. Thank you. Why don't you have a seat? And uh, I'm just going to leave it in the apartment for reports. And, uh, uh, well, I'll leave it in first. Oh, yeah, let me just uh, excuse me, let me just go through this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone pops up on the building, so <laughs> we'll give everybody everybody an opportunity to have Okay. Um, I like that word. For a home occupation license uh, for the fire department, there's no issues. Um, this is uh, another report on engineering. No engineering comments. And then we have a um, report from planning from occupation license review 413 Street. Applicant with a question home occupation license, property zone residential A, home occupation use in this district will be granted. The special permit by the city council of chapter 275. Section 52, chapter uh, 275-52, subsection B11. So, plan recommends that the special permit and home occupation approved on condition the building department, fire department, health department, inspector premises are approved. We also have a report from the city clerks. Uh, looks like the real estate taxes and water have been paid previous. Okay. All right. Um, Lee, can you, uh, you want to shed any further? Uh, no, I think this one is pretty straightforward. It's a rather large parcel um, of property. Uh, so we weren't concerned about the size of the property at all. Um, and again, similar to the last one, as long as uh, building fire and health, which really have to have regulatory authority or the appropriate codes are satisfied, then we are in support as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, Looks like there's no one here public input for the record. Okay, open, open, and close public input. Okay, and uh, I'll, I'll second it, but uh, excuse me, Sean, there's no one on Zoom. Okay, okay, again, I just want to make sure. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. Uh, Agnes, please come and roll. Ballot here. Yes. Cushane? Yes. Pania Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Severowski? Yes. Woodward? Yes. Okay. Right. Motion to approve a special permit this evening. What there's a lot of. Can we talk after we? 
Motion to approve the special permit this evening with the restrictions of the building department, fire department, and health department. Inspector promises to approve. Okay, I, I'm sucking that, but we're going to get to the first Okay, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no, that's, 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 that's okay. Go ahead. Um, okay, sure. Uh, right. The applicant could come up with a microphone and address some questions for her. Sure. Can you some time on it? Sure. I'm Troy Kravitz. I'm the House of Nice to meet you. And uh, forward to uh, see what you can do. I guess um, my questions are how many dogs do you plan on having today? How many days a week? Um, probably no more than five days a week. I want to keep it at four days a week, and I'm going to go by um, one dog at a time because I'm going to mass production in my place, and it takes about an hour and a half to two hours to do one dog. So, you know, every two hours will be another dog, and probably max five or six a day. Okay, uh, five or six a day, five days a week? Um, probably four days a week. I want to work Monday through and what would be the hours of operation? Uh, probably eight to five. Okay. Um, I just wanted to get an idea of uh, the operator folks are going to park in your driveway. Or they... In my driveway, yep. Or depending on where I, if I have a shed, um, I'll have parking on the property. Have you currently have any? I guess um, I, I haven't received any calls uh, about this or any emails, so um, yeah, I don't know what happened to the uh, butters. Uh, I don't know if any of your neighbors approached you and questions. They did, yep. Right. They, they approved of it and they asked the same kind of questions, hours, and how many dogs at a time and whatnot. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm you know, in favor of approving this tonight. I mean, it is something we can call back in. So if it becomes too much for the neighbors and that, they get a hold of me or they get a hold of uh, you know, someone else at City Hall, then you know, we can call you back and say, we need to cut down the number of dogs or the number of days or the hours or whatever you know, ends up being the condition. But I'm in favor of approving it and, and seeing how it goes for you and hopefully we'll be successful. I'm, I'm also, Councillor. Okay, any other councillors? Go ahead, Councillor Lopez. Quickly, uh, congratulations on going on your own. I think that that's uh, commendable, and I wish you much success in your business. Any other councillors? I just, uh, I'm voting in favor of the, with the special condition, and uh, I wish you a lot of luck. Sorry, down the floor in second. I see. All right. Okay. So I think we can roll call. Um, go ahead, Yes. Yeah. 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 And the hours and the number of well, this is the record of it, or I, I, I think we're going to just try it without it initially okay. because 
We're not necessarily uh, kind of looking for a particular license per se that, that we would. Uh, and, and we'll see how this works. Okay. And, and hopefully, we can more issues with cars and parking. Yeah, not a line of cars coming yeah. right. So, yeah. I, I think I'll try that with but it can't be the less restrictive at first than most. I was trying to be efficient. That wasn't very efficient. I said, well, you're not doing your job, Gary. You're welcome. I should throw the steps. Thanks for letting me know. Thanks for coming in. Good luck.
Excuse me, folks. Um, one thing we did put the condition that you're going to have to have uh, an inspection from fire building and health department. So if you could get in touch with that or access to the contact work, is that up to the applicant or is that work with us? Okay, so if you folks could call them uh, tomorrow, so you could set that up and uh, preferably if we could try to get this inspected before the 20th, uh, that would be good because that's when we're actually going to put the pool. Maybe going to go around it and the pool is going to come All right, so if you could call them tomorrow, that would be good. All right, okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Okay. Item number three. How much can you have to pay in and certain <laughs> street apartment two for the purpose of building a home page bakery? Probably an applicant or thirteen Mary Street apartment two to be as We do have uh, some documentation in file, and it looks like. This is going to be a withdrawal of the application. I want to just read this the record. Okay. So this was sent to uh, our office uh, to uh, Agnes uh, regarding the final consequences. Didn't the main concern? Um, this was dated Wednesday, the point Didn't the main concern? Uh, my name is Morgan Dillman. Dillman, uh, we signed a letter in the mail Unfortunately, my landlord has withdrawn his permission from the bakery in the apartment, so I'd like to withdraw my application. Thank you so much for your time. So, my recommendation is um, I think I'll make a motion to withdraw the application. All right, and I'll second that. Okay, um, I guess. Um, please call the roll. Yes. Yes. Tania Costello. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Zedorowski. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Thank you.
Uh, the motion works to withdraw the application by the applicant. Just, uh, I think I have to read all this voting. Just going to check. Oh, excuse me. You can just let me read it. Yeah. Add the dash. Just have it just read G all the way up. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Looks like we can save. Okay, item number four, uh, ordinance amendment to delete sections uh, chapter 275, section 41, home occupation, uh, 275 to two subsection B, 11, 275, and 253, B12, and 275-54, B1, 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 Standing on this before opening up, basically, we're taking this from chapter 275 and going to license chapter 28. This is just more of a license item. There's also an agreement in the report. This was uh, approved by the planning board, so I'm also going to read this report to the record. Planning board recommendation. Ordinance amendment to delete sections 275 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-53-12, 275-
from occupation to G here the most, and what I am concerned about if a non owner of the property is, is the applicant permission must be obtained in writing and submitted with the application. As you you just uh, voted on tonight, you did one, two, and uh, two applicants tonight. Um, one was a homeowner, uh, but I was glad to see that you asked if you own the home because that's uh, a lot of us rent homes too. Um, so this is very important because uh, I do have a tenant that's switching to do this, but it's not just that. Um, you got to realize that uh, before people were giving them and uh, the insurance companies of these buildings uh, are required to know about this. So uh, it puts the city as well at liability giving something that shouldn't be given without the permission of the landlords. Uh, so this is, I, I think this is a great thing that we're, we're, we're applying now. That's important for all of us, right? for the landlord and the other tenants of a building or a home that they own. So that was just to put that in there. And we did two of them tonight just at home. So we, we didn't have it before in the language. So I, I, I thank Councilman uh, uh, Gary uh, for putting it together um, because I think it's critical for landlords and other people to protect these homes. Okay, thank you. Well, Susan Sure, and I would also uh, just like to uh, say that I appreciate the opportunity to work on this with Attorney Garvey. Um, so right now, the way that home occupation licenses work is they require a special permit, as you've seen tonight, in addition to the actual home occupation license. So from a resident perspective, it creates a lot of confusion as to which form they're supposed to use first. Um, and traditionally, we uh, I advise people that we need to start with a special permit and the, the home occupation follows. Uh, but this will really simplify, simplify and streamline the process by letting it just go to the license committee instead of it coming to the zoning committee. Um, I can sort of understand why historically that was the case at home-based businesses that were more salons, uh, things that would generate a lot of traffic. It would make sense to have a debate about land use. But as we've seen through the pandemic, there are so many more people who are allowed to work and they may not have a home-based business, but their employer may be allowing them to work in the home office. Um, and I didn't want to see us get into a point where we're being overburdened by people questioning whether or not they require their home occupation license for their home office when they're working for an employer and another company. So um, I think um, I'm I'm happy to see this. Um, the board understands that you know the world has changed. Um, and I think it'll just streamline the process for you know for 
particularly entrepreneurs that are looking to start something uh, that maybe will end up being a brick and mortar in the future. Okay, okay. Um, I'll open up to uh, other counselors if you have some questions or uh, some. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so, my recommendation. This. this is also going to have to go past the borders. Okay, so we, we will not have complete control over this. But, but again, uh, the, the talking with council, they're dealing with some of the issues that have been on this committee for several years. I think this is much cleaner. This is much easier. So, keeping on chapter 275. And, uh, to do some delays, so, I'll just wait so we should get approved. Now, excuse me, Dan, am I going to have to put something in here that also has to go to ordinance or is it just motion to approve? Motion to approve when it hits the floor, you'll describe what, what happened here at this meeting and then we'll refer it to ordinance. Okay. That's what we'll do on the floor and to uh, next to the back. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So I'm just going to open the motion to approve. Okay. Agnes, uh, you just call me. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Tania Costello. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Zagorowski. Yes. Libri. Yes. Okay, so we had a motion to approve. I listed this uh, as the above the reference proposal for markets and license, especially when we said central city council required home occupation. Special request required immediate modification in order to public hearing. Be accepted by the city council. Then, just the problems in the first office. 
for the record, this is a for the full council on June 20th, Tuesday. Thank you. Okay, so we get one more. Okay, um, item number five ordinance amendment to chapter 275, section 9 to add new language to chapter 275, 275.9. Chapter 275 Substantial reason not sooner is except the good cause, or in the case of permit or construction, construction is not begun by such date except the good cause. Following such lapse, rights for the special permit will be re established only after notice of the new hearing is specified in the 275 section 10. Chippy Pine Board held a public hearing on Thursday, April 6, 2023. Purpose of the hearing was to consider a new to chapter 275, section 9, and a new language to chapter 275, section 9, end of section 275 9F. The applicant is very proclaimed at large at the address City Council Office, City Hall Landings, 275 Street, recommendation of approval and approval of the voter approval of this.
competitive nature, particularly of um, federal and state financing programs, um, these developers need to be fully permitted at the local level to be able to compete strongly when they apply to these programs. And so uh, what we're seeing is that because of how many programs are out there and how many applicants there are, it's taking multiple rounds for developers to secure resources from these programs. Um, and that is delaying construction, which means that they haven't taken action on their special permit, which is why they're coming back to the um, um, council. Uh, so uh, our perspective has been that we would rather have our developers focusing on putting together their strongest proposals to these financing agencies so they compete at the at the peak uh, level that they can without having to worry about their local approvals um, uh, expiring uh, because they haven't taken action. Um, we know we'll have another project that will likely come through the conversion in the somewhat near future, which will be a new oil property if we select a preferred developer from the ROP that's on the street. Um, but really, the effort here is to allow our developers to compete for financial resources without having to worry that their local um, permits are expiring because it just takes three to four years to line up these resources. So I think for that perspective, council plan? No. Okay. No. All right, uh, before I open up, uh, no telling your comment, I, I want to use an example of Steve Conklin's project on Tin Sunfit Street from uh, Culture School, uh, with the VLC that we talked about uh, last time. In order to get uh, permits, credits, and funding, uh, that took uh, several years to get that. So, as, as we reference, uh, these are very uh, big projects, multi-million-dollar projects that, that just take a, a lot of time. But um, I'm going to put a call on the motion. Motion to close public input. Okay, and motion to close public input. we don't have anybody to play. No. Okay. All right. Just didn't get you. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Agnes, please, uh, please call the roll. Here. Yes. Cushing. Yes. Tania Costello. Lopez. Yes. Severowski. Yes. Lubri. Yes. Motion to approve. All right. Um, Can you second it? Um, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll second it. Uh, and again, um, I'm going to open it up on the floor for the expression. Go ahead, Commissioner Lopez. Um, so, yeah, I said motion to open because it just makes it easier for records and purposes, but I'm not actually going to be voting to approve this this evening. Um, I do believe that um, perhaps we could find some middle ground, maybe if they had asked for every two years, but I do think that every three years is a long period of time things change. Um, but if you look at the lifespan, for example, the pandemic we just had, right, like that, that over the span of three years, a lot of things change, um, and we have to look at circumstances, traffic, the area, what else is happening around the area. Maybe we need to be talking to those developers about some changes. Residents come in and they have concerns. Um, we just saw it actually happen with the Belcher School project. And so although for some of us, so we, we had enough information, we felt like we had enough information, it still gives the, uh, the public uh, opportunities to come forth and, and ask their questions and, and get their questions answered. And if things are changing in their community, they can express how they feel about that. So um, I'm not in favor of, of this. It feels like less um, transparency because also this is an opportunity for those developers to come in and let us know where they're at. Um, mm -hmm. and, and as a board, we can assess 
whether we want to move forward with the project or we can, you know, every year we can decide whether we want to keep extending it. It's not like they can't come back for extensions. I mean, if, we, if they had a set one hour, one one year limit um, where they absolutely had to get started or else there was no going back, that would be different. But because they can come back to us and we can approve and keep approving for extra years, um, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, Commissioner, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with Councilor Lopez. I think three years is too long. Um, a lot of changes during the three-year period. Uh, we've seen that with other projects that we just worked on recently, including, I think, even the the uh, project in regards to um, the apartments with the brewery. I think some residents indicated that when they got the updated information, there was different facts. And figures. So I agree with Councilor Lopez. Maybe three years is too long. Maybe we can do a middle ground of two years. So I'm just uh, I'm not going to vote in favor of this. It's too much of a, of a leap from one to three years. Thank you. Okay. Other other councilors on the floor. You know better on the process than anyone. I mean, I think Councilor Ballot here spoke accurately. So the Valley Opportunity Council took almost four years to line up all the financing for the Belcher School projects. Um, and their plan didn't change through those four years. It's just that because they didn't take action, um, the permit ex technically expires. I think the risk um, uh, in what we're discussing here is Know, if new issues come up after we've approved a project to move forward, and the council decide upon the renewal of a special permit to dramatically change the project, that could also kick one of these projects out of where they are in the queue for funding. So, for example, VOC has to line up um, housing tax credits with DHC, um, and you apply one year. But you might not get invited to the next, the next step in the process, but you're in the queue. So when you reapply next, the next year, there's some familiarity with DHC staff with what you're proposing. But if upon renewal of the permit, the program changes, and let's say you know they're in for an application to do 35 units, and the, the plan changes, and now it's only going to be 15 units, that might kick the project out of the funding eligibility completely. Um, so, um, you know, if, if the council is more comfortable on a middle ground of two years, I suppose that's half the amount of renewals that we would need. Um, that's better than, you know, every year. Um, but I, I've just worked with enough of these people to understand the competitive nature of these programs. And, you know, you know we've seen it with Brissa. Uniroyal is going to be an even larger project. I just you know three years on the on the financing side of things is not a lot of time. Um, and you know with the competitiveness of these programs, it takes multiple rounds, multiple applications. Um, these are not easy to each applications. They require consultants who are writing. Um, so it's a huge investment. Um, and I would say we would want to support our developers in making sure that these public dollars from the state and federal level, are coming to Chicopee if we have a worthy project. Right. So I think the point is that like, it's not that the project changed, it's that the neighborhood or demographics of the surrounding 
areas of the project have changed that makes it no longer fit because it's three years of doing nothing and then the world around it changes sure. and now maybe it doesn't fit because for various reasons that's the point you're trying to make talk about the project kind of change. so i will say uh that so outside of a few uh parcels the majority of the mill conversion and commercial center overlay district follows the Chicago river and it is these larger scale existing developed properties that are mills so extending from um, Dwight and Cabotville down to what was facing. Um, there are, you know, the VOC parcel uh, and now the East uh, Street parcel uh, where the uh, building burned down. Those are new parcels that have been added, but they're much smaller scale. Um, we're, I'm not concerned about those projects being able to line up financing uh, and move forward, but the entity that takes on Buda Royal is going to be applied to multiple federal and state programs, maybe even private programs, and it will take three, four years for them to line up financing. We have zoning in place. We have an adopted redevelopment plan for those properties that was developed with intense public participation. Those have been the guiding documents for New Orleans Mate. They were put in place in 2012. Um, and there's they we've been consistent in honoring those. So um, you know I I don't foresee a situation where you know we have such dramatic change in a neighborhood in three to four years. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible, but um, I also want to make sure that our developers can strongly compete uh, because in some of these programs we're competing with developers from Boston, New York City. Um, and you know, as a smaller community, you know, we're at, already at a disadvantage. So, one last thing. Um, sure, so, is there a way to split this up into two different chapters where, based on the size of the project, you know, like we said, these streets have a big deal, so they're probably okay. But when you get to larger ones, that they have a different, you know, range of time because they like said nothing's going to happen on Chickabee River as far as in three or four years that's going to affect that project. But so maybe we have different the different types of projects. So some that do need extra years and some don't. I would leave that to the council. Because so that we need to get council. So that we can. This this also is a better interpretation. So if I could just give you a part along that. Yeah, so I mean. Sorry, come in. Go ahead, Dan. So you want to put a dollar cap on it? Something that different a project that shouldn't take more than a year, and if it does, it's fine. But the ones that we know are going to take four to five years, let's give them with the three years before they come back, which also lessens the burden on the council. Okay. I suppose we could redraft the ordinance and reflect something. And I, I've never heard of anybody doing that, but that doesn't necessarily mean we can't. It's what we do, we create stuff, we fix it. Right. Well, because this world we didn't have a one to three year window, and the state grants us one to three years to work with, so you'd have to give us a trigger. What is it, dollars? Right. Or maybe location. Oh, like they said, East Main, that for East Street, that could change. Maybe the demographics around the neighborhood do change. So we want a little control. I agree with what you guys are saying. But then down here on the river, not going to change. So we shouldn't burden them with something because of the smaller project where we're going to affect. Do something in the neighborhood, so I would get. I would go to the, the professionalism. We knowing what those triggers might be to draft something to 
made yeah, differentiate so we can not lose those big projects because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I would I would probably caution around using estimated project value because you know with the economy sure. seeing project from pre-pandemic is probably 35% more today. But it's um, a big more location or something within a neighborhood versus an industrial park. I mean you could just certainly consider change. Um, you could sort of, I guess you could think about you know the connected overlay district, which is along the, the river, which would be those all those larger properties that we've agreed through adopting zoning. And we want to see them move to mixed use development versus you know parcels that may be smaller that are added, like the overlay district is added later. Um, but I the reality that staff, someone on staff is gonna have to track that. Um, I'm not sure how that would. Be administrated, it would be complicated. Yeah, because we don't try. I'm not willing to leave you know billion dollar project because we can't in two years, but I don't want to impact the neighborhood that we apply this overlay, which probably maybe even shouldn't be applied because it's not part of that district. Um, you know, you may not hear the rivers not built, so how we apply it like that, you know, we can, but should be that's kind of what it's designed for. But if we want to use that as a board of design for them, it'd be nice to be able to have some control where it doesn't affect people, where the other projects which are worth a lot more money than that. And we're going to burden them. Maybe they'll go somewhere else today. I'm not going to apply it here for five years. It's ridiculous. And so I'll just find that there's a lot of mills in this state. <laughs> so they, yeah. so we can lose a big project because we don't want to work with them. But at the same time, we can protect our residents and the smaller. So that's why we need two different. Criteria so we can get one to three years or one to three years based on the location of the project. Or maybe it's mm -hmm. a primary also for that? So the transfer. Maybe the suggestion could also be that the way we rewrite it, if we choose to rewrite it, is that at the time that we originally approve the permit, we get to decide how long we approve it within one to three years. So at that time, the council can just decide. And we would know about how it wants to be. Council, Council, yeah. And I, I don't know if we want to talk about that. Sure, go ahead, Council. Um, the, the concern I brought to this was with Council um, Cushing. They said the cost of doing the applications and staying with that application, not knowing another year something could happen with that application. They said, Thousands and thousands of dollars. And I get with Casa Lopez. I, I just, I'll go with two years myself. But I'm just saying that if we want to do something because we don't want to lose these big projects that the people have been coming to and saying, well, one year, I'm not sure I can do it. And some people may walk away from it. And we don't want to lose it. And I agree with Casa Lopez just said that that could be the way to do but I'm just saying we need to do something that's big. We really do. They need all the time to do it. So back to my question for the chair, specifically. Yeah, I think um, we could so if, if the council went in the way of considering the lifespan from one to three years, um, staff could certainly provide you a recommendation based on the review of the project and its scale uh, and anticipated budget. We could give you a suggestion. We were open to, you know, one to right. three years. Discretion. 
So we're reluctant to lump it for anyways, like the state legislature allows us to once every year. So we're just saying that instead of choosing one specific amount, the council, through the recommendation of planning, but really it's the council's decision at the end of the day, gets to decide the length that that permit is enacted. Right. So there's an easier way to rewrite the whole thing. We still need to. Criteria we would still need to vote this one down though, because that's that's a substantial enough change. Yeah. I mean, through our through our attorney, is that a substantial enough change when this needs to be submitted? I don't think so. I think you change just simply change the language shall lapse in a period of one to three. So add the words right. one to three years as determined by the city council. Right. Right. Would it be as per the city council or would it be yes. as per the zoning committee? Yeah, zoning committee is the one that would be deciding that, wouldn't it? Okay, all right, all right. That's why, because we are a recommending body, I want to make sure that. It's not going to be through the zoning committee. It's going to be through the entire. So the zoning committee does make the recommendation at the time. So let's say that planning committee decides. Planning, planning the committee. Let's let's say the planning department suggests that we do one for two years, right? The council at the table at the zoning committee could decide to go with that recommendation, or could say, nope, we want one year or three years or whatever, right? That happens at the zoning. When this goes to the full council, the, the full council can also change that. Mm -hmm. The full council could decide, no, we actually, you know, would like to make a friendly amendment to change it to one year or two years or three years. So at the end of the day, no matter what, mm -hmm. we're just a recommending a recommending body. The full council gets to decide what the time is because it's part of what the full council gets to vote on. Okay, and, and I just want to make it clear, the reason why we're doing this is not only to encourage the business, but to also listen to residents. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the real. That's why I posted it. Yeah, here. I posted it because I wanted right. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just had a solution to get her to say yes. And that was and it. And this was solution. There's always a middle something. There is. All right, guys. So, uh, Weiss Council has suggested uh, that we change the, uh, the period of time, just kind of keep this slightly one to three years as determined by the city council. Okay. Yeah, for so, do we have to vote on that amendment and then vote? I believe so. Yes, okay. so yes, Attorney Hardy said yes. Two votes. Amendment of the amendment and then passage. Okay. All right. Motion to amend the motion as stated by the chair. All right. And I'll second that. Okay. So, we'll, we'll vote on that. Uh, Agnes, please tell the vote. Valakir? Yes. Shane? Yes. Kenya Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zimarowski? Yes. Lopery? Yes. Motion to approve the motion as amended. Yes, and I'll second that. Okay, please call the roll. Malakir? Yes. Kushane? Yes. Kenya Costello? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Zimarowski? Yes. Lebrie? Yes. Okay, I'll Okay, let me just make this change. Hold on. Hold on. We're not there yet. Okay, let me make the change. We'll sign off on it. So just give me a but this is also why we want it this way because if it's a hobby, we might not want to take that recommendation. So, President, what matters? 
Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Wolfe. I'll be logging everybody. Excuse me, we found so we're not done yet. Deep South Sunday I want to throw this thing straight. I from the grants. Substantial Okay, I'll second that motion to adjourn. Agnes, please call roll. Alec Yes. 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 Yes.